Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 228 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants, Section uh, 88, um, and that is in found in the August 9th to August 15th part of the Come Follow Me ma- uh, manual. And today we're going to continue uh, from verse 33 and going on basically till we uh, cover what we can because uh, there's such a lot to go through. Um, I wanted to start with this today because this kind of sums up uh, what we were discussing yesterday in terms of um, how a celestial glory is available to those who are going to be comfortable and living that celestial law. Uh, it says in verse 33, For what doth it profit a man if a gift is bestowed upon him, and he receive not the gift? Behold, he rejoices not in that which is given unto him, neither rejoices in him who is the giver of the gift. So it's referring to here the fact that Christ has performed the atonement for us, but unless we fully accept it and receive it graciously and lovingly and, and gratefully, is the word I was thinking of, uh, into our lives, then we won't be able to fully receive the blessings of it. Um, and we will, and if we do receive it fully, then we will receive a love of the Saviour as well. Um, Sherry, Sherry Jew uh, said this, quote, Our responsibility is to learn to draw upon the power of the atonement. Otherwise, we walk through mortality relying solely on our own strength. And to do that is to invite the frustration of failure and to refuse the most resplendent gift in time or eternity. My brother and I would have been foolish not to seek or accept our father's help when we were stranded. Likewise, the Lord is our advocate, and he knoweth the weakness of man and how to succour them who are tempted. In other words, he knows how to succour all of us. But we activate the power of the atonement in our lives. We do this by first believing in him, by repenting, by obeying his commandments, by partaking of sacred ordinances and keeping covenants and seeking after him in fasting and prayer, in the scriptures and in the temple. Close quote. It is down to us to accept the full blessings of what the Saviour has done for us. Um, and as such, we can, through his gospel, we can receive... Uh, you know, a cleansing through from him and by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, if we follow his gospel. Uh, as we continue on through this section, we then have this uh, other well-known verse uh, in verse 40, where it says, For intelligence cleaveth unto intelligence, wisdom receiveth wisdom, truth embraceth truth, virtue loveth virtue, light cleaveth unto light, mercy hath compassion on mercy, and claimeth her own, justice continueth its course and claimeth its own, Judgment goeth before the face of him who sitteth upon the throne, and governeth and executeth all things. Um, we often refer to this uh, scripture um, when we are talking about, you know, if we are seeking for, um, you know, goodness, we need to do good things. If we see, and, and very often it's also referred to as, as a as a as a verse. If you are seeking for a spouse, generally as well in the church, um, it's it's one of those where it's like, well, if you want. A, um, a a wonderful loving spouse then you need to be a wonderful loving person uh, and very often this is the case you know that if we are seeking for good things then then goodness follows um elder d todd christopherson um said this about how we can change and become you know more like these positive characteristics true virtuous merciful and so on he says quotes repentance means striving to change 
It would mock the Saviour's suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross for us to expect that he should transform us into angelic beings with no real effort on our part. Rather, we see his grace to compliment and reward our most diligent efforts. Perhaps as much as praying for mercy, we should pray for time and opportunity to work and strive and overcome. Surely the Lord smiles upon one who desires to come, unto ju to, come to judgment worthily, who resolutely labours day by day to replace weakness with strength. Real repentance, real change may require repeated efforts, but there is something refining and holy in such striving. Divine forgiveness and healing flow not quite naturally to such a soul. Close quote. So it is again this idea of, yes, and I think this is a really good explanation of how, you know, works and grace work together. Because, of course, as a church, and, you know, as we've studied through these sections, and in many scriptures that we've studied on, on this podcast, grace is the most powerful aspect in all of this. And it has to be, because I, I would certainly hope that my works would not be the most powerful aspect, because I, I would surely fail. Without the Saviour's grace, you know, and his ability to help me change, his enabling power, which is often what grace is called as well, um, then we cannot make those changes. It, it wouldn't be possible. But as Elder D. Todd Christopherson pointed out, we have to do our part. We need to try our best, you know, and our best will not be anywhere near good enough um, in the eternal scheme of things to get us to where our Heavenly Father wants us to be. But it shows a willingness and a desire on our part. And as we do that, the Lord makes up the rest, no matter how much or how little our best is. Um, because as we do that, uh, we are seeking to to show that we want to make that change as well. Uh, and then we can receive all the things that our Heavenly Father is, is trying to help us become. Um, just a little verse here uh, about... Um, the, the kingdoms of glory. Um, behold, all these are kingdoms, and any man who have seen any, or at least the, or the least of these, have seen God moving in his majesty and power. I, I just liked that because um, it just shows, again, just the mercy and the grace and the, and the compassion that our Heavenly Father has for all of his children, that except for those sons of perdition who will be few, um, everyone will receive a kingdom of glory which, which demonstrates and exemplifies God's majesty and power, um, which is a fantastic gift and blessing that he gives to all his children. Uh, now, there is a... I'm going to finish with this today because I thought this was interesting. Um, the, the Lord then talks about the parable of the, the labourers. So in verses 51 uh, to... Uh, Oh, gosh. It, it goes on for quite a bit. Uh, but basically, in this parable, it talks about how the, the labourers received uh, the same. I think it's to about verse 61. Um, so basically, the Lord is saying here that uh, he has these labourers in his kingdom and he sends forth his labourers to go labour in the field. Uh, and then they they would go, he would go visit them until the 12th hour. Um but then he sends laborers at different times and they all receive the same uh, blessing, basically. They receive the, the same outcome despite what time they, they began working in the field. How often we refer to this as, um, you know, for example, when a an, an individual has been living and 
living the gospel and working in the kingdom, building the, the church of, God, of Christ up for their entire lives. Uh, and then we then like it to those who perhaps come later in their years, um, who as soon as they're baptized, they do their best. They live the gospel, they work in the kingdom and all of that. Uh, we talk about how sometimes with that parable that, that that means that they received the same blessing. You know, they were fully converted to Christ. They lived their life as best as they could once they had the knowledge and the um, opportunity to do so. Um, they lived worthily and sought to to bring others to Christ as well. Um, but actually, there was a really interesting, um, different way of looking at it, again, on the Follow Him podcast. Um, and it was that... We think about we we often think about it in terms of just today, but we can apply this perhaps to dispensations. So you think about Adam and Eve and um, Moses and Abraham and Sarah and all of these people who have lived thousands of years ago, thousands and thousands of years ago, and the work that they've done. And then, of course, after this life, they continue to work in the spirit world. You imagine all the work that those people have done, not to mention, you know, the the revelations, the the the, the blessings that were received through Abraham. And all of these things because of their diligence and faithfulness and the many years which they've lived. And then you think of people today who are joining in the last dispensation, because, of course, before we came to this earth, we were in the primordial existence. We don't know to what level we were working for the kingdom on the earth and for the spirit world today. Uh, and we join in this last dispensation with the wonders of technology, the the brilliant uh, tools which we have at our disposal to, to further this work, which have never been on this earth before. Um, and you think, oh, and we can receive the same blessings as these pillars of the of the gospel of Christ, uh, who had to work without these tools of technology, who had to work with you know some intense opposition that we see uh, in the scriptures and all of these things. And you just think, oh, and, and we're going to get the same, or well, we're hoping to receive the same blessing. Is that fair? Uh, of course, you know when we think about the parable of the sower, of course it's fair. That's what the Lord has prophesied and promised. Uh, because of our faithfulness. I just thought it was an interesting way of looking at that parable rather than just the usual, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what time you join the church or how old you join the church. But it's actually interesting to think about it the other way, where we are perhaps the laborers in the 11th or 12th hour, which actually makes a lot of sense when you think about, you know, the timing of the second coming and the dispensations and all those things. We are often, you know, we need to think of ourselves as laborers in the 11th or 12th hour who are joining the, the work at the last minute with great opportunities and, and gifts and, and tools to be able to do so, to bring this work towards the end when the Christ, when Christ will come again and his, and his millennial reign will begin. Um, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Uh, we'll continue uh, through uh, for the last couple of days through this section and try and cover all the bits that stood out uh, to me as, as we go. Uh, thank, and please do join the Facebook group and also email session at gmail.com if you have anything to share from your study. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.